because nice. I'm out of here in three months and that's like, that's what we're doing. And I am going to be a career girl, you know, like those are the terms. And, <laughs> and by the way, those are the terms of every high school relationship, whether they're spoken <laughs> or not. Welcome back to Dear Shandy, listeners. Hello, Andy. Hello. How are you today? I'm doing okay. Oh, good. Yeah. Great. Yeah, how are you? You're you're playing it off all cool, like our lovely <laughs> caller didn't just show you a cat. Why do you have to remind me about the cat? <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah, trying to do a job here. Okay, okay. Stay focused. Sorry to distract you. Mm. We are joined today by a lovely caller and cat owner named Elizabeth. <laughs> Elizabeth, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me and my cat with you. <laughs> Do you mind giving us your age, the age of the person in question? I know there is a person in question. And <laughs> your city or region, whatever you're comfortable sharing, and your story, please. Yes, I'm Elizabeth. I'm 23. And I think that fact might be a point of contention later. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm currently in Kansas. And the person in question is 24. He is in Colorado, but he's in the process of moving to Oklahoma. Wait, Sarah, can you say this the cities one more time? You are in Kansas? I'm in Kansas. He's in Colorado, Colorado, Colorado. and he's moving to Oklahoma. Transitioning to Oklahoma. Yes. Okay, all right, yes. just checking. Which is was... a plot point, so that's why I mentioned it. <laughs> okay, yeah, no, I thought that was going to lead to him moving to Kansas, and then when you said Oklahoma, I was like, Oklahoma. Well, Oklahoma's <laughs> closer to Kansas than Colorado. That's, that's true. Correct. Okay, no. look at you. I know my geography. Yeah, flexing over <laughs> there. In the country that I live in. <laughs> Very impressive. Yeah, thank you. Okay, Elizabeth, do you mind giving us the story? What's going on? Okay, what's going on is once upon a time, I was 17 years old and I was in high school and I was dating a boy and this boy had a best friend and I also had a best friend. So my boyfriend's best friend and my best friend dated one another. I feel like I need one of those like cork boards with the red strings or a flow chart for the shandies. So yeah. if it gets confusing, let me know and I'll clarify. So <laughs> we're all hanging out right in this little four person squad, the two couples, me and my boyfriend, my boyfriend's best friend and my best friend. So it's high school and we're clingy. So we do everything together as this, you know, little two couple situation and I start noticing the more that I am around this other couple, my boyfriend's best friend, that I have some kind of feeling for the boyfriend's best friend. Okay. And this is circa six years ago. Yes. Okay. So you start developing <laughs> feelings for your boyfriend's best friend. Right. And Who also your best friend's boyfriend. Right. So you can see how that would be problematic. Yes. So yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I stuff those feelings down and I continue to date my boyfriend. Eventually, because high school relationships, both of these couples dissolve. So everybody's all broken up. But during the time that we were together, we would hang out together all the time. So I got to know the boyfriend's best friend very well. So he, I think I know where this is going. But. Oh, well, this is a, an incredibly predictable story. <laughs> okay. so, so then the now ex-boyfriend's best friend starts dating another girl. That girl cheats on him with my ex-boyfriend. I just want to make sure I, I've got this right. So the, yes. the ex-boyfriend's friend 
So the one you had a crush on starts dating another girl who cheats on him with your ex-boyfriend. Correct. Wow, this is all so incestuous. You knew I was going to say that. I did, but unfortunately, I think it gets a little bit worse. I don't know. Well, that, <laughs> Do it, could that you, remains to be seen. Is there like, I, I may need like, could you like, do you have a, like a whiteboard? I wish. I'm telling you, I wish I had the, the red yeah, string yeah. situation yeah. going it's just on. Like a, it's like a crime organization. Mm-hmm. I know. Or I should have brought like their headshots in and, and yeah. put them all up. The, the ex-boyfriend's now ex-breast best friend has been cheated on by this girl. So now, now... Oh. This has all happened, and it's February of my senior year of high school. I'm 18 now, and it's Valentine's Day night, and I'm sitting at home, and I'm lamenting about how terrible it is that I, an 18-year-old girl, am alone on Valentine's Day evening, (laughs) and I start to, I get to thinking, I know, I get to thinking, I know who's also alone on this Valentine's Day night. And I know that we're alone because we've been wronged by the same person. Isn't that terrible? I should, (laughs) I should talk to that person. So. Oh, sorry. Quick T.O. Were you wronged by your ex-boyfriend then? You said the relationship dissolved. Well, that's being generous. It was, it was not a great ending. Okay. (laughs) It did not. He wronged you in the end. Yes. But that would be a whole separate. Okay, that's not important. And 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 the ex-boyfriend's friends, girlfriend cheating on him with your ex-boyfriend ended the two guys's friendship. Correct. Correct. All right. Okay. so it's Valentine's Day. You know who to call. And so I send him a little text because, like I said, we were great friends when we were all together and I ask him what he's up to, and he tells me he's at work. He worked the closing shift at a little local restaurant, but he said if it wasn't too late by the time he got off work, he could come over. Mm. And I'm like, sure, sounds great. So he comes over at whatever late hour of the night. Everyone in my family's asleep, so he meets me in his car and in, in my driveway. And he brings a little box of chocolates, which I thought was so darling because I had never received a Valentine. And so we sit in his car and we eat the chocolates and we talk for three or four hours. We make out a little bit, but not until the end. So we we have this great conversation. And after this conversation, we both remark that we've never had such an intimate, immediate connection with person of the opposite sex okay and so that's february of my senior year of high school graduation was in may and i knew that i was moving from oklahoma to kansas for college and i started college early because i did summer credits so so while we're having this whole valentine's day whatever we're doing, I'm thinking in the back of my head, I'm leaving this state in May and I'm done. Like I'm going to college, I'm gonna do my thing. So for those remaining three months of high school, we start a friends with benefits situation. Mm -hmm. And I tell this man explicitly to his face, I am never going to fall in love with you and you are not to develop any feelings for me because I'm out of here in three months and that's like, that's what we're doing. And I am going to be a career girl and you're going to stay here in Oklahoma. And I'm not, you know, like those are the terms. And (laughs) And by the way, those are the terms of every high school relationship, whether they're spoken (laughs) or not. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) right. (laughs) 
Yeah, don't let anyone follow you to college, ladies. Yeah, it's <laughs> bad move. It won't go well. So those are the terms, and the terms are accepted by both okay. parties. But I'm sure you can see where this is going. Quick to you, sorry. Mm-hmm. Is it secret? It's is- not secret, but it should have been because uh, this man again was my ex- was my best friend's ex boyfriend, ex- and so once that tidbit got its way into the high school. My PR was not great. <laughs> it oh. didn't go over very well. But was um, your friend, your friend wasn't okay with you being with this? She had some territorial issues with it? No, she actually told me that she was okay with it because they had, you know, dated for such a short amount of time. Right. Okay, and yeah. it, it wasn't very serious. So so we had had a conversation she's about She's a good it friend. She's a good friend. Oh, That's she's what a good friend does. Yeah. She's the only person that I still speak to besides this man from my past. So she, she gets good. all the gold stars. Good. Okay. Yeah. So she was fine with it. The general high school population of conservative Oklahoma was not, right. yeah. not so Got much it. a fan. Eh, okay. Whatever. Yeah. So that was great. <laughs> a lot of scarlet letter situation. Wow. So, it's a lo- it's a very small offense to get scarlet lettered for. Yeah, yeah. And it's very, it's very high school. I feel like yeah. everyone has it had is. a similar. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, school. those are the terms, but you can tell where this is going. I can feel myself developing feelings and I can also sense this guy developing more than sexual feelings for me. And like I said, I had very strict plans of I'm leaving at this time. And at this point in my life, I was also incredibly self-destructive. I'd had a really messy home situation recently happen. And, you know, life is hard when you're 18. (laughs) for me. And mm-hmm. so I was, I was really self-destructive and felt a, like I was not deserving of love and B like I was not capable of giving that to someone. And okay. this guy was nothing but wonderful, super sweet. He has a horrible family life, but has not let that embitter him. He's mm-hmm. just this incredible person with this incredible outlook on life and was nothing but wonderful. And so I, did not want to destroy <laughs> this poor boy. And, and I was scared of what we had. And so <laughs> instead of talking to him about all of these things, like a responsible young adult, I ghosted him essentially. <laughs> right. <laughs> so when you left for Kansas. Yeah. So he, I kind of just stopped replying to his attempts to get together. And then he finally got a hold of me one day and I said, Oh, well, I'm moving next week and I have so much to do in this next week that I just don't think I'm going to be able to see you. Sorry. Which was a real bitch move on my part. So Uh, it's high school. You can do whatever you want. (laughs) And I've learned from it, hopefully. But yeah, it was not your finest, not my best moment. Right. Okay. That's how we ended things. And that was almost five and a half years ago. So in those five and a half years, I've had a variety of different relationships from flings to very serious. And I, my most recent relationship just ended six months ago. I got my heart obliterated. I dated a guy for two years. And I, after our two year ish anniversary remarked that I was thinking about marriage and that that is a direction that I was wanting to head in because we'd been together for two years and he basically expressed to me that he wasn't sure how he felt about our relationship he knew though that he didn't want to get married and he didn't think that he was going to change his mind so 
he did me a favor and cut the cord, but that all happened six months ago. So six months ago, I was now on the tail end of heartbreak and feeling that kind of for the first time. And so I start feeling really terrible about everything that happened five and a half years ago. Mm. And so in this in-between time, I had unfollowed the man in question on all the social medias. I had deleted his number because of a fight with the ex that I just mentioned. He was aware that I was still, that I still had contact information for my exes and, and it it led to a big conflict. And so I Ooh, interesting. Yeah, deleted yeah. all the contact information. Right. So I, I'm wondering if maybe I was, when talking about my past, if it was evident that I still had feelings, you know what I'm saying? Or maybe your ex was the jealous kind. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That seems extreme. Yeah. To it delete is, everything, unfollow and everything. I don't know. Yeah, it's extreme. I don't anyway, know how, still holding I don't know a how torch, these kids so. operate nowadays. <laughs> I still send people LinkedIn messages. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, so you start feeling bad and I assume you want to reach out. Yes. And I want to reach out. It's also worth noting because this is a very important plot point later that in all of this, I spontaneously become Catholic. So I'm now experiencing good old (laughs) Catholic guilt for the first time in my Uh, life. Yeah, I was not raised with any religious background. It was all a very sudden personal decision. So I, I'm going to confession. I'm doing all the things. I'm feeling really terrible. I decide I want to reach out. Um, and it took me until two weeks ago to work up the nerve to do that. So I've been thinking about this man consistently for five and a half years, but really, really heavily for the past six or so months since this breakup. So two weeks ago, I refollow him on Instagram. I find him, I unblock him, I follow him, whatever. And I send him a message. And I, my intent was to apologize, but I started out very innocuous as you do. You know, I didn't want to come in guns a blazing. Uh. So he, I knew, had moved to Colorado. I am a, I don't know, beginner mountain climber. There's a bunch of mountains in Colorado I'm trying to climb. So I've been making a bunch of trips out there and considering moving there after I finished grad school this May. So I was just innocently asking, is Colorado as fun as it seems on vacation or does it suck to live there? Can you Why don't you come me- out and visit me? That's what he said, right? <laughs> Obviously. Um, more, well, well. We're getting there. <laughs> so, okay. Was I cut to the chase? <laughs> kind of. Right. I don't know. We're 13 hours away, though, and I'm back in grad school. So it's, yeah, it's whatever. So okay. I ask him, you know, what is it like to live there? So we start chatting about innocent, you know, small talk about what it's like to live in Colorado. And eventually he tells me, if you don't want to talk to me anymore, don't feel like you have to keep a conversation going with me. And I'm like, oh, shit, he doesn't want to talk to me. No, I, he know, still I'm... has feelings for you. <laughs> wow. This is why he I still wish has I... feelings How do you for know? That's, a, that's, that's why he said that. You know? But he why is... would he say that if he didn't have feelings for her? Because he thinks I'm annoying and wants me to stop blowing up his phone is what I thought at the time. No. That's mm. not what you would say. There's I would a just man's perspective you. right there. This is partly why I wanted to call because I was like, I need to hear... 
an, a man's perspective on all of this because I've chatted with the girlfriends, but we need. <laughs> so you think him saying that was a test? Yeah, he was basically, yeah, he was, he was showing his out. cards. But it also, it has a, there's a sort of a, a, a sad tone to that. It's like, oh, it's you've, sad you've ghosted me before and therefore you don't need to feel the need to keep this conversation going on now. Yeah. He thinks, okay. He's like at a poker table and he's like, oh, I have a really bad hand. Do I, what do I do? That's what he's saying. Oh, does he actually have a bad? He's hand? not bluffing either. Okay, he just has a bad hand. He shows everybody. So he's a bad poker he's player. He's like, look at this terrible hand. What would you guys do? <laughs> okay, so Elizabeth, he says this. He's like, you can back off if you want. What do you say back? Yes, I say something along the lines of, "Well, I really enjoy talking to you," and and if if you need to go, like if I'm inconveniencing you, that's fine. So then he sends me his phone number. And says, well, here's my phone number if you want to chat for real. Okay, so here's where another plot twist comes in. He, for the last almost five years, almost as long as we have been not together, has had a steady girlfriend that he lives with in Colorado. Mm. In fact, this girlfriend is the reason why he moved to Colorado because she went to college there and he followed her to live together and continue their relationship. So I look at their Instagram or his Instagram, but it kind of looks like their Instagram because they have all of these beautiful Insta perfect pictures of all their vacations and they look so happy. And I'm like, oh, how sad for me, you know, that I've missed this opportunity, but how great for him that he's happy and he has this wonderful relationship. Like, I'm so glad that he got that because he's a great person and he deserves that. So I tell him when he sends me his phone number, I am not a homewrecker and I don't want to cross any boundaries or make anything weird between you and your girlfriend. So if if you think it would be appropriate, we can keep talking. But if not, then we don't because I'm not I'm not about to mess up, you know, what you have. But he reassures me that (laughs) (laughs) he reassures me that he they have a really strong relationship. They communicate a lot. He's actually already told her that we've been talking and that we've reconnected. So it's totally fine. So I send him a text with my number. I'm like, Hey, it's me, a ghost from your past. And he sends me out of the blue, a whole paragraph, this very romantic, nostalgic paragraph about that Valentine's day night from years ago, which I thought that I had been over dramatizing, you know, I've been looking back on it. Like, well, maybe it wasn't that special of a connection and a brief relationship. Maybe it's all in my head, but he sends me this whole thing. So then I full send call him and he picks up immediately. And then because we've gathered that I'm very long winded, we talk for five hours (laughs) late into the night (laughs) And I find out in those five hours, I apologize for everything that happened back in the day. And I thought that he was going to tell me, I accept your apology and I'm with this girl now and everything's great and we're going to get married and it's wonderful. And thank you for apologizing. Perhaps we can be friends. That is not what happens. What happens essentially over the course of these five hours is we establish that we have both thought about one another for five and a half years. We have both not felt with any of our subsequent partners, the strength of the connection that we felt for those brief few months when we were younger together. I thought that their relationship was 
solidly heading towards marriage and, you know, was, was wonderful and peachy, like it looked on Instagram, but. I mean, that, that's, that doesn't make any sense. If the Instagram <laughs> looked good, they have to have a good relationship. So <laughs> right. someone's lying here. <laughs> I think it's you. <laughs> it's okay, okay. So he's pretty much like, actually my relationship isn't that great. Yes. And he tells me that I've actually caught him at this crazy crossroads because if I would have reached out a couple years ago, you know, they would have, there would have been no five hour conversation about lingering feelings, but the girlfriend and him are actually not living together right now. They've been separated for a couple of months because she graduated college in Colorado and moved back to Oklahoma and gave him an ultimatum and said, you either need to move back to Oklahoma or we need to break up. So he's already agreed to move back to Oklahoma and we'll, yeah, this was, I caught him just a few weeks too late. So he's moving back to Oklahoma. I think this weekend, I'm pretty sure today. Wait, so he's still doing it after having spoken with you? Well, well like, let what, her yeah, how does it? Okay, her, sorry, yeah, sorry. Hold on. I sorry. Know. Well, I that's know. why I'm calling in, essentially. <laughs> yeah, so we, and we've, this has been a week and a half, which is not that long, but we've had a three hour phone call, another two hour phone call. You know, we've been talking consistently. Um, and he just sent me a kind of cryptic, not cryptic, but he sent me a very long text out of the blue last night. So yeah. that's kind of where we're wait, at. Wait, we both- can you? Sorry. Sounds like a cryptic dick pic is next. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Catholic now. I can't. I can't. Oh, you can't accept those. Yeah, I can't no. receive dick pics. I yeah, don't know. you've no. blocked. You've blocked dick pics. That's, Thou shall not receive. Dick that's pics. true. That's true. <laughs> it's your fault for receiving it. <laughs> it's the first rule. Yeah. <laughs> Wait. Can you? Can you describe the cryptic text? What makes it cryptic? Yeah. Well. Maybe it's actually not cryptic and I just, I don't know how to interpret it. Let's just pull it up. So he texted me last night at 7 p.m. You don't even understand. And I said, what? With many question marks. And then I said, you can't give a line like that with no context. And then three hours elapsed at 10 p.m. He said, I'm sorry. And then he tried to call me and I'm an old woman. So I was already in bed at this point. But he texted me at midnight and said, I'm so overwhelmed at the moment. It feels like I'm going crazy. Everything in the universe is telling me to be with you. Everything in my mind and body too. I don't even know how to function at this point and it makes me want to disappear. I've talked to a bunch of people and at this point, everyone is saying the same thing, that it's all about the connection. But I feel like I'm just being a hopeless romantic or maybe this could be real and I'm scared because I'm very mentally exhausted. Okay. Mm. I, I I think I know what's going on. Okay, here. and just before Andy ch- dives in here, that's where things are left. You just got that text. He plans on moving to Oklahoma this weekend, and you're just right. like, what do and I so do? So the logistics are kind of crazy because so like beforehand, we had I set the terms of our relationship, and I said we only have casual sex, no feelings. Now I'm saying I'm super Catholic and super celibate. So if we have any kind of relationship, it's going to be a complete 180 from what it was before we've had these long conversations about how we both are intending to get married in the relative future which i know andy will tell me i'm too young but oh. it's 
It's the Sorry. South slash Midwest. Yeah, so yeah. Nice. It's yeah, a different that's... different gauge down yeah, below the Yeah, and when you're really Dixon. Catholic and celibate, you know, there's... And also Catholic <laughs> right? and celibate. You I gotta... was going to say, and now that yeah. I'm motivated, like, I gotta have a baby. Yeah, that, pretty that, soon. Like... that dam's gonna burst pretty soon. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, I'm losing, I'm losing daylight. So and so you told him this... all this and he was like, oh, I'm and receptive. And he said, if any other woman approached me out of the blue after five and a half years and said, hey, we might be able to get back together... But by the way, you can't touch me. I would say fuck no and be running for the hills. But because it's you, I'm actively considering this. But but he's still with the girlfriend. Okay, so the question, okay. just just okay. and I, I just want to get this out of the way first. With the celibacy, like, is it everything but sex, or can you, you nothing? You're not doing anything. Nothing. Zero. Not even kissing. Even though you've kissed him before. I think we can kiss as long as it's not kissing with the sole purpose of arousing one another. Like if it's kissing <laughs> as an expression. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Andy like likes if that. If it's kissing as an expression of our love, like that, Jesus So basically that, like he's but- like kissing his grandmother. That's that's the level of kissing we're talking about. <laughs> basically. All right. Okay. That's, that's no, great. but. And I won't go on a whole soapbox because the Shandies do not want to be evangelized and I'm sure neither do you. But it's interesting because like this man and I were both raised in the same conservative evangelical Oklahoma community. Oh, wow, okay. Yeah, and we and you've done an episode on purity culture. Yeah. You know mm-hmm. how damaging that is. Yes. And how, and so, and so we grew up with that understanding drilled into our brains. The Catholic viewpoint of premarital sex is, is very different. And- yeah, it, it, it's I don't I won't go into the whole thing, but but I'm he, not. I, but he has background with this. It's not like. Yeah, the, yeah. So yeah, this is not right. totally foreign to him. Okay. This is. Yeah. You're not like from another planet. OK. Right. So you go. this is this is what I will say. Um, this guy has had his first real serious relationship right out of high school, basically mm-hmm. kind of on the heels of high. It, it started in high school. Right. Right. So he's extremely. Not only in experience, but also lacking in experience. Both right. they're two different meanings. You're talking about the girlfriend he's with now. No, the guy. This. this no, no. I'm, uh, yeah, but the guy we're talking about. You're talking about his relationship with the other girl. Yeah. Okay. That's his only girl. That's he's been with her since high school. Other than the one. Other than. Yeah, but Elizabeth's. this doesn't. I'm well, sorry. he's had no casual friends. sex with okay. people in between and breakups and. Oh, he's no, broken up no. with this girl a few times. This I don't know about with. I don't know about this one, but but what I'm saying is, is his mm-hmm. emotional maturity and rela- his relationship right. IQ is extremely low, right? <laughs> uh, unless he's a natural out of the gate, like he just knows how to do relationships without any experience, which I know for a fact, ninety nine percent of the guys I've dealt with do not. <laughs> I do not. It took me many relationships to figure out how to do it right. I'm still reeling over the fact that at 23, he was like, if any other woman from five and a half years ago wrote me. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's like a scroll. A Dead Sea scroll. Of women. This one, this one. This, 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 this. You're the only acceptable one. I wish that I didn't look so baby faced because I would have lied in my email and been like, we're actually older because I knew that the youngness uh, was going to be. Oh, yeah. I don't want it to sound like. No, 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 yeah. no, no. Forget it. It's fine. The age. We're not going to talk. My about sister the age. got married at 23 and yeah. is happily married she's with great. four kids. Yeah, four, she four, kids. Kids. four kids. Four kids. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. yeah. So there you go. So listen, my the reason I bring that up is because I'm not it's not a it's not uh, I'm not criticizing him or this situation. What I'm actually mm-hmm. saying is 
he probably has had so little experience that he's just been in this relationship because he's like, this is better than not being in this relationship. <laughs> but he mm. didn't explore anything. He doesn't know what the world is. He hasn't dated multiple mm -hmm. people like you have. And mm -hmm. um, he's basically an 18 year old in mm -hmm. relationship years. So I think that his feelings for you could be very real and very necessary to consummate. I also think that it's possible since he's so immature in relationship years that if he were to meet you and you guys mm -hmm. hung out, it's possibly like, oh, I'm not into this. Like it'd mm -hmm. go right back to his Oklahoma girl. So what I think, and, and I'm not, I'm not, I don't like to be, a, you know, to propagate home wrecking, but I do think <laughs> that you absolutely have to meet up with this guy before we, he goes to Oklahoma. Uh, okay. So we have a plan. At, okay. So I, I'm from Oklahoma, right? And that's where we all met. So we, we do have a tentative plan in a month. I have a fall break from grad school. And I was like, well, I'll go stay with my parents in Oklahoma and, and we can meet up when I'm there because he'll, he'll have moved back by then. But that's a month from now. And I feel like I'm already... I am nauseated, nauseous. This was on an episode a few weeks yeah. ago. No, I think you, you're you, nauseated. You are nauseated. Yeah. yeah. I feel the like the situation is puke. nauseous. Yes. <laughs> I feel like I'm going to puke whenever I think about him and I just want to rip the band aid and do something soon. I don't know. I don't know. But there is a tentative plan to why? see each other in person. Yeah, but why, I don't understand yeah. why you, you looked at me like I was crazy. Why don't you just get coffee with him like a friend no, to no, just see if you have I, like, any rapport whatsoever in person? Right. It's just, I really feel like the ball is in his court here. Oh, I'm not saying she has to spearhead it. I'm yeah. just saying if there's an opportunity there and he's presented mm -hmm. it, okay. I would take that. Okay, what I'm adding to this mix is that moving is a pain in the ass. Yes. If he is going to move from Colorado to Oklahoma to be with a girl he's not even sure he wants to be with, according to what he's told you, maybe what he's telling you is not really the full picture. He's moving. Mm -hmm. That's a huge move. Yeah, but he's passive. Maybe he just doesn't feel he feels out of control. Well, like he's not able to stop himself. He, from that's doing possible. He, to, be fair, he ha to be fair, he has also said when we talked about what is it like to live in Colorado, it's crazy, stupid, expensive. And with the recession, whatever is happening right now, it's getting worse. And he is very homesick and does miss. He doesn't okay. have. It's not oh. a family, but does miss family in Oklahoma and misses the job that he so, had. Oh, before. that's that's important information. So yeah, he's kind of killing right. two birds with one stone. If it fails with that's, her, he's in Oklahoma, which exactly. is great. Exactly. Oh, okay. so that's, oh, that's that, that, important information. That in strengthens my argument. That, yeah, further. and it, it weakens mine. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> so there's only one answer to this. I, I'm not going to pontificate about whether or not this makes sense or if he's <laughs> or a scumbag if or if you're correct. crazy that, or morally correct. On. You need to meet him and then decide if it's morally correct. Because if you meet him and you're like, oh, uh, this is not not good. I don't it's think it's going to happen. It, but if it does, I, are you kidding? I met I'm not going to name names. I met a girl <laughs> who I had a similar situation, except it was in college versus <laughs> high school. I met her um, seven, six, not that much longer than you, six or seven <laughs> years later. And I am, I, you know, texting was all nice. And then I, I met her and I was like, no, <laughs> not happening. Immediately. No, I was conscious cleared. I was done. You have to see him. You have to see him before he goes. 
And that's it. Before you just have he to. goes. Or whatever. It, it sounds like he plans on going. Oh, oh that's right. Mm-hmm. Sorry. I just forgot the last thing we talked about. You should see him soon. soon and don't make it some don't make it some big romantic getaway. Just like have a normal meeting where you just go to a coffee shop and talk. You think and, it should be sooner than this month from now timeline that we've established for when I will be back in Oklahoma? I, I, I'm not, I, I don't know yeah, if I it matters. I don't think it needs to be sooner. You've made it five it and a half years. But I, I do have, <laughs> I, I want to, sorry, before we get to plenty right, about right. them meeting, how much <laughs> did you think about him while you were with your ex? Well, I really hope that the That's ex does question. not listen to this podcast. <laughs> That's a very loaded <laughs> question. Um, enough to concern me oh (laughs) that's a good i'm glad you asked that because i skipped that yeah because it's important it is important because it's not uncommon and you'll learn this as you get older (laughs) that pretty much every time you end a relationship you think about the ex before that relationship that's true it's human nature i've unfortunately compared most of my relationships to him this feeling that I had with this person. Okay. All I'll say, because I do feel like the need to, to, I don't know. I feel like that the parent in this, in this conversation, like the two of you are like, yeah, go meet him. But I just, I'm a parent. I'm just a bad parent. (laughs) I just feel the need to, to remind you that when you reached back out to him, you were heartbroken or enduring singledom, you know, like you were not necessarily in the rightest of minds to mm-hmm. embark no. on something. And then there's also the rose colored glasses factor. Mm-hmm. And then you feeling guilty about how that ended. And so wanting right. to rewrite history in that regard, just a general rose colored glasses of a connection that, you know, sometimes those are never consummated. They're sometimes mm-hmm. they're not ever really meant to to be revisited. And it, you know, he's giving you a lot to work with here. So I'm not coming after you. Just to add to that, they're usually not meant to be revisited, but I'm not, I'm not, I'm not laying claim to that for this situation necessarily. Yeah. And it is easy to fall in love with that story. You know, Mm -hmm. the story of we were high school sweethearts and then we went our separate ways and then, but we kept thinking about each other and then it's easy to romanticize that. So as long as you are, and you seem aware of all of these things, like it's, it's clear that you've thought about this from all angles at length. Agonizingly so. Yeah, I can tell. Like you said, you are nauseated by this nauseous situation. Situation. (laughs) Oh, nice. So I'm not judging you. It's just, I want you to consider all of, yeah, be rational. And I'm going to be that person that feels a little bad for his girlfriend of five and a half I am too. And that's kind of why I'm scared because I, I, would love for I would love to meet up and have it be spectacular and us have this wonderful connection again. But then I'm also going to feel terrible because then did I just thwart, you know, somebody else's mm. happiness? The one well, thing I'll add to that is based on what he's told you, they have already broken up several times, yeah, correct? I, 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 I don't I don't actually know. I just know that they have had they were separated. Points they were, where they were close they're so, they're not to, they're not living together right now but they're about to be there's it's very complicated. there's there's this is not a classic home wrecking situation no it's number not. one they're not married number two they don't have kids number three this th- seems like a, a relationship that's been teetering mm-hmm. and now and in, certainly now 
maybe she doesn't know about that, but it's teetering big time now. Yeah. And I think that instead of looking at it as a home wrecking, you can look at it as you're saving her a lifetime potentially of a shitty relationship mm. where the guy's going to lose interest more and more and more and start mm-hmm. cheating on her. So right. I, I, this is not a situation and they're young too. This is not a situation where I feel guilty for telling her I would sit them both down and say, explore this mm. quickly. No, I I see the point you're making. And the fact that it, it has been rocky already. You said they were living together and then not living together anymore. And I assume that's not because she already moved to Oklahoma and that was a logistical thing. It sounds like they stopped living together separately from her moving back to Oklahoma and separately from you, correct? Yeah, he because he wanted to stay at his job in Colorado a little bit longer. I think from what he told me, she graduated at the end of the school year last year, moved back to Oklahoma to do an internship and stuff. And he was going to move in December, but then ended up moving now. And it's mm. not December. So yeah, it's quite a bit later. Okay. So, so there's just, I want to add one thing. There's two states of mind in relationships where people act irrationally. One is when they fall in love, truly. And one is when they get their heart broken. So my question to you is, are you in a place right now where you're in the throes of heartbreak or are you past the irrational phase of heartbreak? The irrational lasted probably for the first three months and it's been about six months now. Okay, so but- you're good. You're in the clear mentally on this. It also, okay. it, it helps to speed things along when you're the person you've been thinking about for the last five that's and a half really years is like, oh, that's I like real, you too. That's a really good point. Right. Yeah. <laughs> It's a powerful motivator. It is. I I, I have nothing else to say other than you should meet him. And if there are sparks, great. I don't think it's a full home wrecking. I think that it's the responsibilities (laughs) on his behalf to fix his situation Mm -hmm. and, and make amends there. But you may meet him and within 15 minutes, like look at your watch. You're like, eh, this I we screwed up. You're great on text, but this doesn't work. I agree with you. And I it is with a heavy heart that I'm like, yeah, pursue that because I do feel like it it's not as clean as you'd like it to be. But I also get the impression that it might never be as clean as you want it to be because I don't picture this guy leaving this relationship unless he has a sure thing with you like waiting yeah. in the wings. You're like both, he just doesn't strike you're me. You're both not gonna do this unless it's a sure thing. That's the thing. Don't get stuck in a thing where he's like, okay, I'm going to see you, but I'm going to stay with my girlfriend and we're going to do this on the side. Don't do that. But I will say this, that if he's already left his girlfriend by having this whole interaction with you, he's gone. He's already broken up with her. He just hasn't told her. And I'm not saying he ever will tell her. He may stay with her forever, in which case she's not going to be happy because he's not going to be a good partner. I can promise you that. So in his mind, he has left. He's gone to... What's the song? I've gone to South. Wait, I've gone to Carolina in my mind. It's James Taylor. (laughs) And I've gone to Carolina in my mind. Oh, it's a great song. It's a good one. Thank you. So he's gone. And you don't have to worry about that because he's already cheated on her emotionally big time. Like, that's why I feel this so is way awful. worse than sleeping than with cheating. somebody. Yes. And that's why I feel so awful is it's, it would almost be easier if I was in my pre-celibate days and we just met and hooked up accidentally. Well, you don't accidentally hook up with someone, but you know what I'm saying? If we had just 
Yeah. Met up and slept together. But this feels worse. I, what do you I, think? I, I, what would you be more upset by if you were dating a guy emotional. for five and a half years and he and he had a drunken night where he slept with some girl yeah, and then no, like never the called her again? The answer is like a rhetorical question. I'm course. asking a rhetorical question for our fans. <laughs> for the Shandies. It's yes, for the Shandies. this is for you. This I'm just talking through you to, to the Shandies. I'm a conduit for the Shandies. Yeah. <laughs> On a scale of one to ten, one drunken slip up versus uh-huh. this long emotional connection you guys have had. Which one would be worse? 25 because i would wonder if for our entire relationship he had he had been kind of one foot out the door yeah that's another reason why i feel bad for the girlfriend sorry but i feel bad but the feeling bad has nothing to do with this the feeling bad has grown into a it does a little because she surely knows about Elizabeth has heard about Elizabeth and I'm sure the boyfriend's been like yeah there's nothing there and then he's like oh Elizabeth reached out we're talking now like they have this like transparency in their relationship but really he has a like I just feel a little I feel bad for her too but you know what I'd feel more bad for her if she was with this guy for the next 30 years that okay I mean that wins that's your trump card right there I also have this sneaking suspicion just based on how you've described their Instagram that if it were not for Instagram their relationship might already be over <laughs> totally i feel like I, we should send her an edible arrangement or something no. after we finish this recording because <laughs> i do what? feel terrible wait you said you send that to people you hate though no no only um, <laughs> i don't know i feel really bad listen because this this call has gone on for about 19 hours i'm going to tell you this right now <laughs> You have to meet this guy. You have to meet him soon. You have to get a very clear judge of how the inhuman interaction goes. And you have to set clear lines of play. You can't be like, okay, let's just keep doing this and see how it goes. No, you have to be like, I am not going to be this third person here. It's not fair to anybody. You know, let's do this right. You have to cut off ties here and let's start. But you have to meet him in person for an extended period of time. Okay, my take is slightly different. Okay. It just involves the ball being in a different court. So instead of her laying down all these like lines, I think that you I also think you have to meet him in person. And mm-hmm. I think that in some ways, even though I do feel bad about the girlfriend, I think that this is your grand gesture moment. So instead of waiting for you to just be in the same place at the same time, you know, you are the one that had amends to make. And you're the one that wronged him or hurt him. Who knows what you did to him by ghosting him? You know, like, we'll, we'll never really know. But um, I do kind of know. He told me that he's never <laughs> opened up as emotionally vulnerably with a woman since. So, okay. No. Yeah. So it was apparently I mean, damn. Yeah. 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 So for oh, me, yes. th- this is like, it's, it is research, but it's also a gesture mm-hmm. to show that you are in this because he has a lot to lose, yeah. really. Right. And then after you've done that and have made it clear, if you see him in person in the flesh and you are still interested, it's like, I like you. I would be interested in pursuing this, but I do not want to be any more involved than I already am in whatever this is. The ball's in your court and then you back off completely yeah. and it's totally up to him what I, he ends I up doing. I completely agree. And I want to clarify that when I tell people like you need to set these boundaries, mm-hmm. you need to do this. I'm not necessarily saying you have to actively tell the person yeah, that. You have to in yourself. your mind set the mm-hmm. parameter mm-hmm. and not disobey yourself. I agree. Okay. I think we kind of agree on this. Yeah. To me, this is clear as day. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I don't know what's going to happen after you meet. That's probably another, another Dear Shandy episode, but you definitely <laughs> have to meet. And one final thought before we ask you 
you know, your final thoughts. <laughs> and I've said this before in a caller episode, but I just want to remind you that not to fall into the trap of thinking that the only options you have are the ones you already know about. So don't only think that it's like it's him because mm-hmm. that he's the one that has occupied your mind for so long and you close off yourself to meeting someone who maybe is less attached, a little less complicated. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's just there's a lot of people out there, plenty yeah. of fish in the sea, as they say. So that's just my <laughs> final thought. I'm not saying don't go for it. It's just, you know, something to marinate on. OK, Elizabeth, is this <laughs> what you thought we would say? OK, I maybe I'll do an analogy. How about a Shandy does an analogy for once? Yeah, this is very meta. Let's hear it. Let's hear what you got. I feel like when the Shandys call in, it's like, you know, when you flip a coin or you shake a magic eight ball, those few seconds before you get your answer reveal the answer that you wanted. Very nice. That is what calling into this podcast is because I'm all the Shandys out there. We know what we want you to say. It's a beautiful analogy. (laughs) And we call for the affirmation. So I wanted you to say, yes, go meet up with him and see what happens. I did not know if that's what you would say, but that is the answer that I was fishing Mm. for. I mean, I do believe it would haunt you. Yeah. It It would haunt me. It would haunt me. (laughs) We can't have that. I've already traumatized you with the cat. Yeah. Where is that cat, by the way? I don't know. I think she got tired of hearing me talk for 17 hours. <laughs> She's like vomiting in the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, she has to live with this. Imagine her pain. God. Luckily, she doesn't speak English. <laughs> right. Oh, great analogy. That's a fantastic analogy. Yeah. I'm actually annoyed. I may have to steal Thank that. Thank you. Well, Elizabeth, I hope this was what you wanted it to be, that the shaking of the eight ball is what you had envisioned. Yeah. And... I don't even know if I'm going to ask her if she's going to do it because I feel like we know she's going to do it. But you better tell us if you do it and tell us how it goes. Do you want an update? Yes. We do. Is this update worthy? Yes, definitely. Do you want me to tell you? You don't have to include that. Well, you include whatever you want. Do you want me to give you my favorite thing about Dear Shandy as a little pat on the head for enduring this conversation? Hold on. Let me take my pants off. (laughs) I can't. I'm Catholic. Remember? It's not about you. It's just me. Okay. Okay. My favorite thing about Dear Shandy is that while it is, there's this levity, right? And there's this joy and this humor. I can tell from both of you, and I have a psychology, I have two psychology degrees almost. So (laughs) that's how I can tell, right? I got to (laughs) flex the student loans somehow. But I can tell that, I can tell that you both genuinely care about the advice you're giving. It's not this, we're going to do our hokey little relationship podcast and Make a bunch of ad revenue. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can tell that you have a genuine vested interest. Such a nice compliment. That's so sweet. It's very genuine, which is why it's compelling, I think. Wow. That means a lot. I really appreciate that. It really does mean a lot. That's a good, specific compliment. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you've really flexed your shandy Ness several (laughs) times in this. Yeah. Yeah. We may may have to do Shandy of the Month. This (laughs) This might start a new segment. And I would be a great bachelor contestant because of my specificity because i also get bothered by that oh you would be amazing if it doesn't work out with this guy send your application to abc yeah and (laughs) you've got the whole and and you've got the catholic thing that's it they love that stuff (laughs) i know i know that'll be the whole plot twist i'll wait till the fantasy suites and reveal it on the last yes yes (laughs) i i would tune into that and we'll call that episode something about blue balls (laughs) 
Elizabeth, what a delight you have been. My goodness. So much energy and specificity and great (laughs) storytelling. And, you know, there's... It's, there's a lot of nuance to this story. Like, I can see why you kept in every detail that you did. Yeah. And it <laughs> I helped. I can see why you talked so much. <laughs> <laughs> it gave us a lot of color to work with here. I mean, Often people who talk the most have the most intricate lives. But they, there's a lot to say. That is not true at all. <laughs> okay. I, I take, could not disagree I take, more. I take that back. She's, I, she's a lovely example of someone I've who talks. I've never said something stupid anymore. <laughs> I just, I'm just overwhelmed by all the compliments that I'm trying to manufacture nice things to say. He doesn't know what to do. Yeah, yeah no. You just talk too much. Yeah. That's <laughs> Shockingly, yeah. you're not the first person to tell me that. So. Oh, it's very sweet. It's very sweet. Thank you for the kind words and the great story. Yeah. Thank you so much for calling in and for trusting us with yes, thank you genuine advice. <laughs> and keep us posted and have a great night. Thank yeah. you. Good luck. You too. Thank you. I'll tell the cat that Andy said hi. <laughs> okay. Thank okay. You. Bye. <laughs> bye. Oh, I mean, Ooh. she was delightful. Amazing. So much energy. Yeah. She had the energy of a 23 year old. She really did. <laughs> she did. I was like, all right, all right, that's enough now. Your parents are all tuckered out. <laughs> Mom and dad need yeah. their sleep. Yeah. <laughs> no, she was really sweet. And, you know, in retrospect, like there was, I think, 20 minutes in, we were both like, OK, wow, do we need all these details? But she, we really did need every detail yeah. that she gave. You know, she she uh, said a lot with as few words, I think, as possible, which is a credit to her. Yes. This is one of those tricky ones where there's, you know, there's a morality factor here, <sighs> which is inconvenient to think about. But it's, it's there. It's low. On, uh, in the genre of homewrecking, this is extremely low, I think. Well, it, we don't know how low it is because we're taking her word for it based on him, yeah, you know, true. him, t- her taking his word for it. We don't have any anything else to go on. Yeah. If we're going to take her word for it and she's taking his word for it, then they're already rocky. Yeah. They've moved in together, moved out. Uh, there's been just not it hasn't been There's, smooth sailing it's probably been heading it's a towards high school relationship no it wasn't since high school it was after high school it was basically on the heels of okay, high school sure it's but basically yeah. a high school yeah. relationship. no it's clear yeah exactly but that doesn't make it any less well, meaningful i mean uh, a lot of people that's their forever relationship like in the case of my it sister is, so. it is but but usually it's not let's be <laughs> honest usually it's not but I, it's tough to know how much of a home wrecking this no is. No kids, no marriage. They aren't technically living together yet. They've been apart for a while. Mm. There's some rockiness. Yeah. And he's having a full emotional relationship with another woman that he's been sexually active with in the past. <laughs> Give me a fucking break. But won't be any longer. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> Sucker. <laughs> okay, but for me... What you said about how what you don't want is the girlfriend to end up with this guy for years longer, only to have something like this happen anyway. That's the thing that gets me thinking that even if it is slightly homewreckery, it's not for the worst, but it's you would still like things. Here's the thing is everyone wants relationship endings like to be tied up with this tidy little bow. But how often does that ever really happen? Sometimes you got to crack some eggs to make an omelet. Actually, you always have to crack eggs to make an omelet. (laughs) 
Unless you use that pre-made egg mix, which is disgusting. It's not disgusting. It's not great. You're it, you can't get over the mental block of it. But it's processed and like there's preservatives in there. I don't know. I think it's just 100% egg whites. Egg whites? Oh no, I'm talking about full yellow, like the stuff they use in like like in high school when you have like a ginormous tray yeah. of scrambled eggs. Yeah, or I'm not sure if there's any additives in that. There uh, must be. No. There's got to be some me? sort you of a preservative. You think the guy's sitting there cracking seventeen thousand eggs all day? No, he has some big jar. Like it's one of those like jars you get of like <laughs> of like industrial corn syrup, and it's just a jar of egg. It's all yellow. And yeah, it's and that's God oxidizing right yeah, now. Oxidizing, so, yeah, preservatives, yeah. it's okay. a mess. Okay, all Anyway, right. the point <laughs> is you always should have to crack some eggs to make an omelet. And in this case, I know you don't always want a home wreck. No, you never create, want a home wreck. to make her life better, to make her life better, to make his life better, it's very possible this egg has to be cracked. Yeah, I, I think that she's already done almost everything that she should do in this situation save actually like i said the grand gesture or making that effort to meet him just so that he has a feeling of like what he's receiving too yeah and that she's not just on a whim being like hey i miss you because i'm single now you know what i mean it could easily be perceived that way at first i was like why the hell is he moving oklahoma it's such a pain in the ass if he's if he's got her but then i i realized that he may not know he has her yeah (sighs) It's it's a tricky one. I I honestly feel I feel for him. And I know he's kind of cheating emotionally. Oh, he's in a bad position. Yeah, I just feel there's a little bit of push pull here. It sounds like he's been thinking about her a lot and now she swoops in and he's like and he's like he sounds like you said relationship immature and overwhelmed as yeah. he said in his text. He's just confused. Yeah. And above all, we can all agree as much as this is not as like I said, tied up with a neat and tidy bow as we would like, the girlfriend in this situation will be better off. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Honestly, if it ends mm-hmm. no matter what. Yes, I agree. Just based on what... I agree. I almost have... like I think there's almost an argument to be made that the nicer the Instagram photos, the worse the relationship. <laughs> it's, it's sometimes, yes. <laughs> Not always, but yeah, sometimes. Yeah, our Instagram photos aren't nice. Yeah, I mean, I never think my Instagram photos are nice. I'm just That's joking. why I our never Instagram post. Instagram photos are super nice. Are they? Yeah, they're nice. I don't feel like ours are that nice. Yeah. Sometimes we get dressed up and go to weddings and those are nice. Yeah, those are nice. We have a nice, we have a nice. Wait, so, oh my God, am I saying that our relationship is bad? I think if the relationship <laughs> is too forced, like it's almost like, like glamour shots of them being in love, then that's <laughs> a problem. Yeah. Okay. Well, we definitely answered that one. Yeah. Like I said, there's a bit of a moral conundrum there, but. There's less to be lost than gained here if it works out the way I think it might. Yeah, agreed. Okay, nice closing statement there, Andy. Thank you. She was a true shanty, by the way. Oh, yeah, yeah. solid. Yeah, a lot of references to past yeah. episodes. I was like, wow. Yeah, oh. And right down shanty. to an analogy and a compliment at the end. Oh, I mean, <laughs> I, I, I don't know what to do with myself. It was very sweet. Yeah, shanty of the month. <laughs> Okay, I think that's a wrap. Mm -hmm. If you enjoyed what you heard today, you know what we will ask of you, and that is to like, subscribe, hit the notification bell, follow us on Instagram and TikTok, leave us Apple and Spotify podcast ratings and reviews, and generally do all of those things that you would do to support a podcast that you enjoy. Nice. Thank you so much for tuning in, and we'll see you next time on Dear Shandy. Bye-bye.